Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, from in New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, Conjurman of ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's very special guest, Mama E of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us the topic of celebrating the men in your life. Together, they will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forums.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Kat? Hi. Nice to hear you again, Evan. Hello. Once a week, kind of checking in with you. Are you getting ready for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival? I very much am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm working hard at uh, getting some... Uh, promotional material edited, so um, that should be coming out real soon. But uh, I'm doing excellently. How are you, Miss Kat? Well, I also am getting ready for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Um, As I've been telling people, I've been working on three books at once, one a solo effort and two others with co-authors. So it's a big job for me to get three books written and typeset all at once, but I'm working on it hard. Today was a real breakthrough. Um, I spent the entire morning and afternoon, right up until right before the show, on Skype with my dear friend, Doc Gray, a.k.a. Gray Townsend. This is the man who uh, makes all of the products for the Ravenswing uh, conjure shop in Oakland, and he is an artist. He's done his own tarot deck, and he's the guy who does virtually all of the cover art and interior art cleanups for all of the Lucky Mojo books. We could not do it without Greg Townsend, and he is one of the uh, shareholders of the Lucky Mojo book publishing company as well. So I spent the whole morning with him, an afternoon, right up until a couple minutes ago, working on the final version of the first of the three books to be completed. Now, the first of the three books to be completed will be Terrors of the Evil I Exposed by Henri Gamache. And those of you who know me and know this project I've been working on, I discovered that Henri Gamache was the pseudonym of a woman named Anne mm-hmm. Fleitman. And I have published this. And heck, you know, once I published it, Wikipedia copied me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so now it, maybe it's real. Who knows? Um, no, I, I proved it completely. And so... Um, but this book, Terrors of the Evil I Exposed, went through several different editions, different names even, and the artist who did the cover art was a comic book artist, which is kind of fun for me because I come out of the comic book field as well. His name is Charles M. Quinlan, best known for doing Black Cat and Kitten 
back in the golden age of comics. So um, Gray has cleaned all of that up and made a new front cover and a new back cover for our new edition. And um, and I'm telling you, these we have been put through uh, the uh, chat room by my darling Nagashiva, and I'm looking at them here. Uh, one is called um, luckymojo.com forward slash and there's hyphens galore. Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed Front Cover JPEG. And the other one is luckymojo.com forward slash terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed Back Cover JPEG with little hyphens between them. Check them out. I want you to look at them and, um, because they are really beautiful. And I want to hear some praise here for Gray because these are gorgeous, just gorgeous. Copy-paste them from the chat log and take a look. And... Um, I think you'll be impressed. And uh, Cushion Joshua, right there in the chat room, said, "Woohoo! Yeah, look at them. They're really something." Now we've already got some people filling up the chat room, and um, there is um, Anton Anton Pazzi. That's a new name to me. Welcome, uh, Dana M K. Uh, oh yeah, Shame, this is gorgeous. Covet gift two. Oh, you're looking at them too, huh? Yeah, it's gorgeous. I love this. Mommy 14, Onyx Rose, Signy DC, Tony I. Hi, Tony I. Um, Covet Gift 2 says, love the monotone print. So I need to explain that for a moment just before we go on. So why is it monotone? When when these books were first published, um, they were mostly printed by a company variously known as... Um, We'll just call it Empire Printing, but but it was also the Spitalniks, the K family, the um, oh my gosh, there were so many names. They used Doreen Publishing and so forth and so on. They printed these very cheap little um, occult classics on colored index stock. In other words, it would be like an orange orange stiff paper, and they would overprint it with one color. But when you want to make a full color cover, you scan it, get the color. And you do it. So we have done this with our occult classics. They have what we call a limited palette cover. Sometimes we'll vary from just two colors, like Legends of of Incense, Urban Oil, Magic. Instead of just being green and black, it's light green, medium green, and black because it looked a little better that way. This is the original cover was actually, for this book, was green and black, same as Legends. But they saw saw immediately, since it was the same printer, they had made a cover that couldn't be told at, at six feet away from Legends. So they changed and printed it on orange paper, and that's what we got. <laughs> so um, I picked that. It's the second printing, but that's the cover I chose. So, yeah, all of our Lucky Mojo Library of Occult, of Occult Classics have modified limited palette covers. It's a it's a cat iron wood thing, okay? Just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Same with Secret of Numbers Revealed, um, the numerology book. It was just originally printed in red and blue on yellow paper, but we've made it, you know, whatever. So that's what that's the artistry of recreation art. So thank you for noticing that. <laughs> Chamey said, "I love when she speaks printing." Yeah, right. I could, you know, hey, any any one of you want to, um, if you want to see me in my natural habitat, there's a Facebook forum called, a Facebook group, rather, called the um, Forgotten Art Supplies Forum. <laughs> We're out there talking about forgotten art supplies and forgotten methods of printing. All 
the time. And Jamais says, are you serious? Yes. The Forgotten Art Supplies Forum is mostly comprised of old school comic book artists and magazine illustrators. Um, and, uh, oh, wow, Jamais says, oh my gosh, I'm there. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really, it's like, <laughs> it's it's just where we are we talk about our proportion wheels and we talk about our protractors and then we talk about our waxers man it gets really intense when we start talking about our waxers and our pounces yeah all right <laughs> so uh and let reset oh god let reset all right so yeah and of course many people of many of us are older folks, and we still have those forgotten art supplies, and we're still using them even though we scan the results after we're done um, um covet gift two says remind me of the zip tone shooting separations yes ben day ben day <laughs> yeah, and Evan says just wait till she starts fit to print yeah i've got I've got Tons of my old fit to print articles on comic books, which have to be um, uh, made available online. We'll get there. All right. So that's what I've been up to, working very hard on the festival projects. And um, very thankful to Dr. Jeremy Weiss, who has uh, put together a little video on how to make an evil eye bead bracelet after I showed him my my old family version of it. And he... He made a video because I'm anti-me being on video. Um, I want to say hi to TMTZ1. Somebody else come into the chat room. And uh, if I've missed anybody, I'm so sorry. Just keep on coming on in. Um, so I'm going to ask Contraman, how are things been with you? Things are going quite well, uh, busy as usual. I'm actually uh, in the middle of doing um, sort of a series of love uncrossing works for clients. Um, I mentioned that summer, the sort of summer of love experience has really taken off and people have been <laughs> asking about love. But a lot of anxiety around um, the sort of COVID experience. Like I didn't have a date before COVID, then COVID hit, and I still don't have a, a date. And now we're coming out of it and I'm afraid I'm never going to meet anybody. Uh, and so there's a lot of sort of allaying of fears and dealing with sort of anxieties around that. And lots and lots of love uncrossing. So I've got some wonderful uh, double-dipped candles going for people who haven't seen it. Go and check out Lucky Mojo Candles. I love these candles. They have two different colors, red and black. You can do all sorts of cool things with these candles by butting them and carving new t- Doing all sorts of great stuff to reverse. To- fantastic. And, of course, prescribing my go-to love uncrossing bath with milk and honey. So it has been an interesting couple weeks in regards to just doing love uncrossing work for clients. So we'll see how that turns out. And hopefully the summer of love will end with lots of people finding partners and dates and having as much wonderful sex as they can get. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, um, I'm, I, I can tell you all I'm doing pretty much is um, just doing readings on hoodoo psychics. I, I haven't been doing any root work because I've been writing which is a form of magic, and um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what it is, um, spinning, spinning a type into gold. Um, and um, uh, Onyx Rose asked in the chat, 
uh, does Gray still have his shop in Portland? Well, it's it's a collective, but yeah, that shop in Portland does still exist. The Raven's Wing is in Oakland and in Portland. That is correct. And um, there are some good announcements going to be coming out about from that shop. Um, it's going to end up, I believe, being an employee-owned collective. We'll see. Oh, oh wow. Kevin Lionheart. Uh, yeah, it's we're we're they're gonna we'll hear in the news. You heard it here first, and maybe I should only have whispered. Don't don't spread it around. Um, Evan Lionheart, my dear, dear um, conscience, has said, and new pages will be made available to Miss Cat's patrons this week. Sign up today at patreon.com mm. forward slash Catherine Ironwood. That is correct. The um, uh, full um, covers uh, will be available to my patrons, and w- as will more pages. I hope to have Tours of the Evil Eye finished and at press next week. So, Ooh. or finished next week and at press very shortly thereafter. It's the first of the three to be done. And um, so, yeah, so we're happen- happening. And, and um, Evan, thanks for reminding people. Please subscribe to my Patreon. Uh, $2 a week or $8 a month, you get four emissions of ephemera. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's... It's whatever I got done that week. It's everything I got done. It's held back from the public for one year if it's a website. In the case of the books, it's held back until the books are published. So you'll see rough versions with typos, but you'll see it typeset. It's typeset. It's not just chat. It's the real thing. And it's kind of fun to watch how a book is made. And um, it's cheap enough introduction to how a book is made, that's for sure. And then I'm going to return, after the books are done, I'm going to return to these web pages, which are held one year before the public gets to see them, including an entire website called Your Weight and Fate. And um, and if you subscribe at the higher levels, you get boxes full of goodies. Um, Dr. Jeremy Weiss is one of my patrons. He called me up and he goes, Wow, he goes, you sent me this box that has like the story of polio. You know, he's a doctor, so I had this vintage story of polio. I sent it to him. He goes, I got that. And he goes, I got the the thing on, you know, these old um, DVDs on, you know, of of, uh, uh, sexploitation and African-American detective stories. He goes, I understand why you sent me those. And he goes, and I got... I got the restaurant wear because you say you send everybody restaurant wear, which I do. And he goes, but why did you send me my lost copy um, of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? And I went, what do you mean? I said, I sent you a duplicate copy from our collection that was trashed and thrashed. And he goes, he goes, but it looks just like my thrashed and trashed copy that I lost. You must be psychic. <laughs> I had, I just. So you never know what you're going to get in those boxes. You might get um, vintage herb catalogs. You might get old labels. It's postcards. It's anything. But that's at the higher levels, the levels where Dr. Jeremy Weiss hangs out. Um, but you can get the um, the PDFs for $2 a week. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring in our guest. Today we have with us Mama E., and welcome. Um, I'm sh- welcome. Hi, and I'm everybody. sure Evan will put in all the welcome. And Mama E <laughs> is, has been a guest with us many times, a member of AIR, and now is on the board of directors of AIR, and um, which is wonderful. And I know it's a for you it's considered to be a, a temporary. I wish we could convince you to stay, but I get it. Um, temporary board member. And, um yes. And uh, so, 
that we are bringing today, a week ahead of Father's Day, a topic mm-hmm. which is called Celebrating the Men in Our Life. So first of all, tell us what you've been up to, and then we'll start talking about our topic. Well, I've been up to getting ready for the Lokimojo Huru uh, Virtual Festival in September. I will be part mm. of a panel, uh, and mm-hmm. I will be thinking about how to deal with grief, uh, mm-hmm. something I have a little bit of experience on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm also uh, going to contribute um, a tea that I made uh, for healing, and um, it's being tested. We tested it at the shop, and everybody loves it. So it's already mm-hmm. packed and ready to ship to, uh, you know, the person that is in mm-hmm. charge of uh, distributing the boxes. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, was, it was a fun project, and everyone enjoyed it. So that's about it. I'm just uh, working hard, um, interviewing people for the shop. Uh, now that COVID has uh, come down here in California, uh, I need people to start working, more people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because before we were being cautious. We didn't want too many strangers coming into work, and we all knew each other, and we all got vaccinated. So now I'm interviewing people. So, um, yeah, so I'm doing well, thank God. Everything is good. The weather is good, and, you know, everyone's healthy, and that's number one. So, so are you um, looking to hire are you looking to hire more employees? I'm looking to hire one person that can read candles and I will train them on reading candles. But it has to be um a person that is um spiritual, that understands, that is open minded mm-hmm. and that can write, can compose mm-hmm. a good paragraph and you know, we do have uh, a template that they must follow, but it's not brain surgery. It just needs to be someone mm-hmm. that can understand um, the signs in the candle once they're explained to them. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. more things attached to reading a candle, you know, and you have to advise, at least we advise uh, our clients according to the results. So, yeah, it takes a little, i say it takes like a month and a half um, mm-hmm. Just of me checking every single report they write, which is the worst part for me because I have to read everything they write and then talk to them. So it's like babysitting, but it's worth it at the end. And uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. I yeah, and this person uh, will learn more and more. But the main thing right now is reading candles, interpreting candles, and then you know, as much as they're open, right. I will work with them. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we've put it out here. Looking yep. to hire one person who can read candles. <laughs> Training will be supplied. Location, Southern California. Inquirer of Mama go. E. And while, while we said it, I'm just going to jump in. We are also looking to hire one person at Lucky Mojo. We did hire someone. They mm-hmm. left uh, before the training was even completed. Such it is. And um, we are looking for someone who can pack herbs, pack um, uh, um foil packages of sachet powders, incense, and so forth. Training will be supplied, and um, 
and they're going to be able to fill orders. And then we will, as time goes on, if they go past the basic training, we'll teach them how to make oils and boils and all that stuff too. And uh, it'll be apprenticeship training. But first they have to complete the first training. And that is in Forestville, California. And um, it is $14.50 an hour for um, the first weeks of training. As soon as the training is completed, it goes to $15 an hour and upward from there as more uh, skills are gotten. All right, that's us. Woof. Okay. Um, so <laughs> let's get to the topic. Celebrating the men in our lives. <laughs> so I'd like to it's just say one thing about this. Yeah, I'd like to say one thing about it before we, we, we really get off the launching pad here. Um, the men in our lives can be all types of people. They can be um, youth. They can be our lovers, our equals, our friends, our fathers, uncles, grandfathers. Um, and all of these men, like all other people, go through various stages of life. And the idea here is how to be um, supportive, if you're not a, if you're not a, a man, to men, and if you are a man, how to be supportive to your fellow men. And I'm going to just leave it at that and ask you to take it away, Mama E. Okay, so uh, because we're approaching Father's Day, it dawned on me that some of us do not celebrate the men in our lives as we should. Granted, on the first Sunday of June, we give them presents, cards, take them to dinner, and tell them how wonderful they are. But what happens mm-hmm. to the other 364 days of the year? Do we recognize them appropriately? First, let me say that I'm a feminist and support women's rights in every aspect. However, that also does not preclude that I stand for recognizing men, their contributions, and their challenges in life. As a daughter, a sister, a wife, and a mother, I've had wonderful men in my life that have showed me how difficult it is to grow up as a man in our society. Our men, young and old, have been told for years that they must man up suppress their feelings, not talk about their emotions, and be strong. Anyone who has a man in their life knows how difficult it can be to get them to visit the doctor over a health concern because it shows weakness. It is crucially important to let our men, young and old, know that we love them and want them to be healthy and well and be part of our life. So they need to look after their mind and body. Society has set certain expectations for men that make their formative years very difficult to face. On one hand, there is the superhero, the man who is financially successful, in perfect shape, rich, handsome, brilliant, athletic, the gold standard, and almost Mm. impossible ideal. On the other hand, men are often seen as incompetent, sexist, brutish slobs who only think about sex, beer, and sports and have few other redeeming qualities. These two extremes make those in between, the majority, insecure of their place in society. So I jot down a list of some expectations that have been deeply rooted for generations. 
unrealistic portrayal of masculine expectations. If you're not a winner, you're a loser. Men mm-hmm. must be successful and accomplish at something or they are irrelevant. Men must provide and protect. This concept has changed in the last 50 years due to women providing at least 50% or more of the family income. However, many men still feel they should be provider and protector of their family. Men are expected to be financially successful. Men who choose to stay home and raise their children may be considered lazy and living off the wife. Relationships are only sexual. That's the other concept. Men have the same expectations and desires that women do. They wish to be in committed, loving relationships, friendly relationships, familial relationships, work relationships, and loving relationships with their children. Men must be brave. Men have historically been the first to war, the first into a burning building, the last to exit a sinking ship. They are expected to overcome their fears or be tied as coward, regardless of the situation. A completely unreasonable expectation. A man must be straight. There is something wrong if you're gay, bisexual, trans, or a queer man. To be a man, you can only be with women and be sexually active with a respectable erection. Sports are required. If your son does not like sports, there is something wrong with him. Boys must participate in some type of sport, activity, or be thought of as a wimp. Men should be strong. The expectation that men must be strong goes back to the days when they fought for survival. However, society still sees physically weak men as failures. If you're not able-bodied, if you're disabled in some way, weakened by injury or disease or suffering from mental illness, you're told to man up and take it like a man. Thankfully, this perception is changing. However, discrimination due to weakness is still well analyzed. Men hide their emotions. Boys are taught not to cry. A typical human reaction to hurt, pain, or fear. However, anger was acceptable as a reaction. This old-fashioned belief impacted several generations of men who never shared their emotions with their families or friends. Thankfully, it has now been discarded as the harmful practice in rearing boys. But many older men were raised with that belief costing them and those who love them unnecessary pain. These reasons and many more subtle ones is why we need to let the men in our lives know that we love them and support them. If you're lucky enough to have a good man in your life, show him by your actions how much you appreciate and love him. It does not take much. Cook him their favorite meal. Watch his favorite sport on TV with him. Encourage him to invite his friends home or to go out for boys' night. Buy him flowers. Men like to get flowers, too. 
participate with him in an activity he enjoys. These small things will show him you love him and care. And of course, tell him. Tell him every day, give him a hug, give him a kiss, and thank him for what he does. You, you have 365 days to do this, so go ahead and celebrate the men in your life. Now, there is a, uh, a sugar spell recipe that I posted in the chat for everyone to use if desired. Right, we'll get to that when we get to the free spell. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that'll be very good. All right. Okay. Yes. Um, now, I have a question. That was beautiful. And I'd like to know, um, could we have the text of that? Is that possible sure. that we could put the text through our chat log? I would mm. love that because it will form a transcription of what you said in a permanent record. And if you have it posted at a web page, please give us that link as well. Okay. Okay, I haven't posted it yet. I was going to post it on the Dr. E blog. So, okay, um, great. Well, just just give us the text and um, and stay in touch with Nagashiva, and we'll put it through now in sections, and then he mm-hmm. will. Um, uh, when you get the URL for the blog, we'll put that up too. That was beautiful. Now, I Thank have you. one thing. I have one thing I want to add. Mm-hmm. You hit every, every point except for the one thing. When my mother was divorced from mm-hmm. my father, she was dating various mm-hmm. men. I was in my, you know, grammar school years. She asked every man if they could screw in a light bulb for her. She'd say, oh, the light bulb's out. Could you screw in that light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was very odd and and I asked why, why do you do that why, why do they have to screw in the light bulb she goes well you know a man who can't screw in a light bulb probably can't fuck her words <laughs> she used language like that. a man who can't screw in a light bulb probably can't fuck and I'm like uh-huh. huh okay um, ultimately strangely enough she married a man who could not screw in a light bulb um, oh. he was the only man she dated who couldn't screw in a light bulb and me being the little um, the little baby feminist um, person I was, I showed him where the stepladder was. I got up, I screwed, I said, here, this is how you do it. And I screwed <laughs> in the light bulb. And, uh, and I realized that I was more of a man than he was. But that was the <laughs> 1950s. We've come a long way since then. And ultimately, I guess she found things about him that she loved. She had a child with him. And apparently, he was able to produce children. But they always joked about it for the rest of the time that they were married, that I was the one who screwed light bulb, the light bulb in. Isn't that funny? Aren't people, aren't people weird? You know? People are very weird, yeah. What's interesting, uh, I, think, I think Mama E really pointed out something important in that a lot of these ideas of, of what people call traditional masculinity, which could accurately be called you know, toxic ideas about masculinity have changed. Mm-hmm. Things are changing. Yeah. And we can really thank the millennial and Gen Z generation for mm-hmm. that to a great degree, yeah. is that we are definitely seeing um, a, a real shift in embracing masculinity in a variety of different forms. Masculinity can be soft. Masculinity can be tender. Masculinity can be, you know, a variety of different things. It doesn't always have to be these toxic ideas. 
And one of the things mm-hmm. that I can I can attest to as as a dude, as one of the dude caucuses, we'll say, as a member of the dude caucus, um, <laughs> is that sometimes those toxic ideas are reinforced not just by society, not just by fellow men, but by women and themselves. I see this yes. sometimes mm-hmm. with clients, and there's an element of unlearning that has to be done, where a client has gotten so used to their toxic ideas of masculinity that when a guy doesn't meet that, they think that something is wrong. So I have had clients talk about um, wanting to get back with their ex, but one of the things they're, they're worried about is that their ex cried when they broke up, and so they thought that was a bit of a weakness. And that was weird. It's like, well, of course he cries. <laughs> this is a painful moment. Now, not all guys cry. I'm notoriously not one of those guys that cries, even though I feel quite deeply. It's just something I'm used to. I'm very passive when it comes to expressing uh, grief. I grieve alone. Mm-hmm. But guys should be able to cry. That's There's nothing wrong with that. Other instances, I had one client, and this was actually kind of heartbreaking because it told me what she had gotten used to in her life. She thought that there was something wrong with her boyfriend because her boyfriend was tender and sweet. He would do things for her. So, like, he would wake up early in the morning to get her coffee ready. Not, 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 not anything big. He would prepare lunch and make sure that she had little things that made her think, there's something wrong with this guy. Why is he thinking about me? And so there was an element of, like, okay, not only do we have to heal this relationship because you're damaging it, we have to heal you. And so I think what this conversation really is about is to ask ourselves, whether we're men, we're women, or we're, we're in straight relationships, queer relationships, whatever type of relationships we're in, the ways that we contribute to toxic ideas of masculinity. Do we uphold those? Do we end up kind of replicating the mistakes and errors and, and issues of the past? Or are we part of a new generation that's kind of moving things forward? I, I got I to gotta throw in another one, people's assumptions. So I've often commented that I don't wake up early quickly, and it is genetic. Mm-hmm. It has been found to be genetic, something wrong with your melatonin absorption, blah, blah. I just don't wake up. And I often mention, oh, I'm so groggy, but Nagashiva got me coffee in bed, and oh, he's so mm-hmm. wonderful. So I had a client who I was saying, oh, I was so late to come to this appointment because I was sleepy. And I said, oh, oh, my my beautiful husband has just brought me coffee. And her response was shocking to me. Shocking. She wow. said, oh, I see. You're a lifestyle dom. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> what? There's nothing You're wrong with that. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a lifestyle dumb, but come on. If your husband brings you coffee, that just means your husband wakes up before you and knows how to run a coffee machine. It's okay to make it's okay for men to make coffee. I know the coffee is a receptacle, the light bulb is, you know, an insertion. Oh, come on, guys, you know, whatever. You know, um it it's it, we can take this um analogy of of a receptacle and inserter a little far (laughs) and so yeah no i'm not a life i actually am not a lifestyle dom if i was i'd say so but it was so odd that this woman thought that because because she never had a man make her coffee in the morning right just never happened to her poor lady that's exactly the point. Yep, yep, rightly put. And there are, there are also ways that, to kind of counteract a lot of these, these toxic ideas about masculinity or these issues 
and things that we can do. I, Mama E mentioned some fantastic examples of them. Uh, Jamais is talking about, for example, roses. I think Onyx Rose also talked about it, flowers mm-hmm. for guys. I will tell you, uh, one of the most easiest, easiest ways of, of showing appreciation to a guy is a compliment. You will be surprised. Mm-hmm. Men go through their lives getting, we joke, there's, a, there's, a con, there's an internet joke that a man gets a compliment once a year and holds on to it all year long to the next compliment. And it is somewhat true, right? We're not, men are not used to getting mm-hmm. compliments about, oh, you look really good in those jeans or you look really good in that shirt or that's very, they're, they're not particularly used to, or you look good today. Yeah. So this is a very light thing like that. Just complimenting relatively frequently mm-hmm. your partner or a guy is a one way to show them uh, appreciation. Touch is another thing. We're not used to where I mean, society is changing now. We're seeing the bromance really come into fruition, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the idea of, of being able to touch men are very uncomfortable touching one another. Again, it's starting mm-hmm. to change. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, but even mm-hmm. in terms of, of their relationships, men are used to being the toucher, reaching out and touching their mm-hmm. partner, nice. reaching out. And t- so just a small act of, like, reaching out and touching physical affection mm-hmm. is a really, really right. great way of showing appreciation. I mean, say a nice compliment and then reach out and give a hug or squeeze an arm. Or squeeze. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these are really wa- ways of kind of counteracting with your actions those Mm-hmm. Uneasy, weird expectations we place on men. Well, basically, is whatever we want people to do to us, we should do to the men in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like compliment them and hug him and kiss him and thank him and you know tell them how amazing they are and here, honey, I got you this. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same, guys. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this folk magic and supporting men. So there are many um, spells, many prayers to support a man in uh, his masculinity. I'm going to just start with Psalms number 45, the Psalm of the Oil of Gladness. That is a uh, sometimes called the Wedding Psalm, and it is said to have been written by King Solomon, and um, for the Queen of Sheba. And my belief is that actually is the the song that got cut from the cast performance version of the Song of Solomon. In other words, if mm. you just took it out of the Book of Psalms and put it into the Book of the Song of Solomon, it, it would fit. fit. You'd go, oh, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. that little duet they have, right? Um, because we all know, the uh, well, we don't all know. Many people know that the Song of Solomon was a performance piece. Um, mm. So... Uh, a play, in other words, it's the script, the the script or lyrics for a big Broadway musical from ancient Judea. Um, so the Psalm uh, Psalms 45 is um, this really nice psalm in which there are two voices taking part, the male and the female, talking about um, about the male's um, erection. Basically, it's a it's a little bit on the body side. Check it out, Psalms 45. I like to teach women to say that psalm if they have a lover who they feel is not, um, you know, kind of giving them the attention they want or whatever. It is also strengthening to men who have um, erection problems. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives the actual recipe for a an oil called the oil of gladness. That's about as clear as it gets that you can <laughs> literally rub on the man's penis. I mean, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is like seriously 
magic in the Bible. So that's my contribution um, uh, to celebrate the men. Uh, and, I'm, of course, I'm working on a book called Down Home Sex Magic, so, of course, that immediately came to mind. Um, how about you, Mama E? What would be a, a short, simple spell that you might offer? Okay, the spell for today. Okay, it's a simple sugar jar. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought about this for a while because I thought, you know, it has to be something that we do for the men in our lives that doesn't require for them to do anything. So mm-hmm. in this case, we want to make sure they feel um, worthy, that they feel strong enough as a man, but surrounded by love and protection at the same time. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, let's, let's get this going. So the, uh, the recipe. You will need one small glass jar with a metal lid. Oh, one this, sugar. Just one second. Is this is this the free spell? Because if it's the free spell, let's wait for the end for that one. Let's okay. give a, a random other spell, uh, just so we don't we don't take away from your shining moment in, uh, in the spotlight at the end, where you're going to give this fantastic, okay. really cool spell. Just something quick or, or short right now. Well, I all, I'm also a believer in doing uh, little spells under the, the mattress and mm-hmm. to put little things under the mattress. I do a um I do a sex module that I give my clients to put under the mattress. In this case, uh it could be as simple as putting High John the Conqueror, a little pouch with High John root mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some love flowers and things like that. Uh love earth, I mean and just put that under the mattress just to help them uh, know that they're loved and be, you know, uh, efficient in the, in the department, in the bedroom mm-hmm. department. Um, otherwise, you know, we can do uh, baths and herbs, uh, teas or something. And, you know, I like to uh, do it when we wash their clothes, like their underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, yeah, kind good. of, uh, yeah, like man's power or high john uh, bath, anything like that that you can add to his underwear just to make sure that they feel confident enough as a man. Uh, mm-hmm. But my main thing is show them you love them. If, if you have a good man, because just because uh, they are in your life, they might not be a good man. You know, some people mm-hmm. don't get a good one. Some people don't <laughs> right. get coffee gonna... in the morning, you know. I'd like so. to jump in. I'd like to jump in on the idea of under the mattress. Raccoon penis bone is an mm-hmm. old um, a Native American thing that's used, a Native American charm that is used for um, sexual fidelity and um, being a good father, being a good house husband. And um, the raccoon penis bone is the bone of a raccoon penis, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, among the Pawnee Indians, it was mixed with, you know, bird feathers and there were herbs. And every year it was wrapped up in a little piece of um, leather. And then every mm-hmm. year the woman gave this packet to the oldest son in the family who had not yet achieved puberty. And he was then to mm-hmm. take it to the men's house, which was a, a like a special, uh, you know, ceremonial house where the men could hang out. Each man with the dad was supposed to undo it, take out all of the soft items, replace the feathers, the herbs, whatever, wrap it up mm-hmm. around the penis bone, and then give it back to the boy. Who They had to have a boy who hadn't reached pu- um, puberty because otherwise it was too mm-hmm. potent. It was too charged if it was an older boy. Wow. If she had no boy child, she would give it, she would borrow a boy child from some other woman, right? 
and uh, it would be sent to the man. And then he would bring it back, and then she would hide it again under the bedding. And that was to keep the man at home. And the men were willing co-participants in this mm-hmm. annual remaking of the sacred bundle, it was called. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So I you can make an, an adaptation of it. If you have a good house husband who loves being at home, mm-hmm. you put the raccoon penis bone under the under the bed or under the mattress, between the mattress and box springs, um, mm-hmm. someplace safer, it won't break. Put in herbs of fidelity and, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you choose. You can look at my book, Kudu Urban Root Magic, to get some good mm-hmm. herbs for that. And um, and also some bird feathers. You want colorful, like hummingbird feathers or little blue jay feathers or something pretty. And then that's all wrapped up in a little piece of feather. Of course, if you're a vegetarian, this is not the spell you're going to do. <laughs> and then every year you give it to the man and have him remake it. And then he wraps it up. You don't look inside. You just put it under the thing. So it's a co-produced spell between a man and a woman. Mm, that's fantastic. I I love I love workings where where you're kind of joined together or you you dedicate time together. Often you mm-hmm. in often cases you have these instances of people doing love spells and fidelity spells and whatnot. It's only one person mm-hmm. kind of involved. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you you both have to do magic. But if you're doing a fidelity spell and the only time that you two are together are when you're in bed or at dinner, that's maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of a problem, right? You need to spend time <laughs> with each other, and that's crucial, yeah. really really crucial for. A Appreciating each other. So I'm a big believer in this good old Tory and the magic for you, if you will. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one of my favorite recipes that I do. Uh, take some John the Conqueror root, catnip, Cuba berries, rose petals, and mix this in some type of carrier oil like jojoba, coconut oil, you know, flaxseed, whatever type of oil you prefer. Add a couple drops of love me oil and follow me oil. Follow me boy oil. This is this is uh, can be used for for anybody. It doesn't have to be straight relationships. It could be any type of relationship. But you, uh, it is it has to be an intimate moment. What you do is you add this all into that carrier oil. You let it sit. You pray over it, and then the next step, and this is the practical step, you set aside time every day or every few days where you just sit and you massage that person as you talk. Just mm-hmm. touch and be in each other's presence. This is a massage oil. Spend some time appreciating. He's come home from work, right? All right, kick up your feet. Let's give you a little bit of a foot rub and let's talk. How was your day? How was... This is important. Those kind of intimate, we live in a society that's like go, 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 go. We have all this technology that's meant to save time, but we don't know where that time goes. And before you realize it, you're on your 10-year anniversary and you haven't fucked in three years, right? Like, is a problem. Mm-hmm. So we, the whole point is to carve out. It's a radical act of saying, in order to be in love, we are going to carve out a special moment for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are going to refuse to let the world steal our time away like thieves, because the world will. And so dedicate some time with each other. You just kind of appreciate each other's bodies. You touch one another. It's intimate. It's powerful. It builds bonds. It leads to sexy time. Enjoy it. At first, it might be tricky with your schedule, but make that time. Maybe it'll only be once a week. Maybe it'll then turn into a daily thing. But the physical act of touching one another with oil is immensely, immensely powerful. It goes back to biblical magic itself. 
That's mm-hmm. a that's really a a really important thing to understand. If you want the recipe for the oil of gladness, we make it in my shop and we sell quite a mm-hmm. lot of it. I guess people just don't want to make it themselves. But the recipe, it's in the Bible, folks. It's in the Bible. Mm. So the only oddity about the recipe in the Bible, in the King James Version of the Bible, one of the ingredients is given as aloes, and that many modern people think would be bitter aloes, the succulent. It is not. It is aloes wood, otherwise known as agar wood, mm. otherwise mm-hmm. known as yep. the resin oud, O-U-D. It smells phenomenal. And yeah, and so and that is included in Oil of Gladness. So when you see where it says aloes, just put in some oud oil. In a carrier oil, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, and I, don't forget those magnolia leaves for fidelity. Oh yes. When you're yeah to uh, add to whatever you put under the mattress. So. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah, that's hurts. a that's a good one too. Now um, another thing that I like to do is because I'm an equalitarian is I like to make matching spells. I don't, I mean, I know that um, not everyone listening is heterosexual. So matching mm-hmm. spells can be done heterosexually, they can be done homosexually, they can be done non-sexually. So matching mm. spells usually consist of having the same things from both partners. It could be a hair from both partners, fingernails from both partners, um, a little bit of, um, a, you know, whatever it might be, um uh, sexual fluids from both partners, or it could even be the signature of both partners, but you want to match them. Even coins that both partners were the year they were born in, as long as the denomination Mm. of the coins matches. You could put together um, mojo bags that match, that are like he for she and she for he, or he for he and um, he for he. And once you make two matching mojos like that, you exchange them, and you get the other person's mojo, and they get yours. And that is a bonding um, type of uh, spell. Again, it's co-participatory, and I'm very fond of these co-participatory spells. If you break up, well, you just open the mojo bag and scatter everything out at a crossroads. You're done. But while they're together, uh, they you have that person, and they have you. And I don't um, mean to say that this has to be done with every matching thing I just mentioned, as many matching things mm-hmm. as you can get. Because people ask me, well, right. he shaves his head, there's no hair. Well, go for the fingernails and toenails, <laughs> whatever it's going to be. You just want the same thing from each of you. Other people mm. ask me, right. how about if you put them all into one bag, his, hers, or his and his, into one bag? Mm. You can do that too. That then becomes a home mojo as opposed to a carry-it-with-you mojo. And that would be go um, in the mattress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, meals. Oh. Meals are immensely a powerful way of, of showing appreciation, mm-hmm. especially if you put you put if you make the meals with a little bit of hoodoo orientation in mind. You know what you're right. doing. Mm-hmm. Right? You've prayed over that salt, or you've prayed over that sugar, or you've prayed over that cinnamon, or whatever it is you're using in the cooking, the bay leaves in the cooking. You've added some sexual fluids into the cooking, you know, not a lot, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then making, but making sure that it's an actual, you know, you didn't just cook up a sandwich. <laughs> but it's an actual meal, an act of appreciation. <laughs> the thing is, that you, you, and this is not unique to guys, you can always tell 
when you're being appreciated. If you feel underappreciated, you are underappreciated. It's not in your right. head. Mm-hmm. It's no one tricking you. You are underappreciated. You don't, you don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It is what's happening. So you know, we know when yep. someone has put love in the work that they do, in the touch that they give us, in the food that they make us, in the compliment that they give us. So putting your love into a meal, putting your love into that touch, putting your love into mm-hmm. whatever it is you're doing will be felt. And that in and of itself is a magical act. Do it with prayer. Do it with intention. I'm making this meal and I want him to know how much I love him, how much I adore him, how much I want him in my life and how happy we are together. Say it with intention. Mm-hmm. Say it with prayer. I'm yeah. also going to say there are certain foods if we're talking Mm -hmm. about foods, that look like a penis. Um, Mm, And I'm sure we all can use our imaginations and come up with a few of them. My favorite happens to be asparagus, but there are Uh others. Back in ancient um, Persian and uh, Levantine areas, lettuce was considered phallic because of the way it bolts suddenly. It's got this little rosette, and then suddenly, whoops, it springs up. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, so... Uh, those bananas, says onyx rose, um, and, of course, cucumbers, uh, eggplants, carrots. There's a whole list of these phallic mm-hmm. um, uh, vegetables and fruits. Um, and Nagar uh, Shiva says, what about oysters? Oysters are female, as are figs and so forth. So depending on your sexual orientation, you can put these foods together and make um, male-female combinations, male-male combinations. Um, You know, there's various ways of doing it. One of my favorite binding spells for a man is a nice little long celery dish of whole asparagus spears, which you've taken, um, made either um, aioli or alfredo sauce, and go around them and bind them. And sometimes in very fancy restaurants, you would then bind that you'd use a slice of red pimento and bind the asparaguses together and then drizzle this mm. around it, uh, making a s- yellow stripe, a red stripe, a yellow stripe. That's how they used to serve it. That was to tie, mm-hmm. to tie and bind your, the man's nature, but, but nicely, very nicely, and it tastes great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are more recipes in... Um, in uh, Hoodoo Food, the book that uh, Missionary Independent Spiritual Church put out. There's one called Manhood Style Asparagus, actually. It's very good, very good food. Um, yeah. <laughs> good okay. for it. Um, gifts is the the other uh, idea I was going to mention here. Is it some type of tactile gift? Again, uh, gifts are not a common experience for a lot of guys, but getting getting a gift for for our dude to show appreciation, very great. And especially if it's a it's a thoughtful gift, a meaningful gift. Don't just you know get something random. If you, if you really want to watch, get a watch. In general, something <laughs> thoughtful or meaningful. And if it reminds that person of you, all the better. Right? A great way of showing affection and attention. Um, I remember when I was younger. Um, I say that like an ancient, but I remember when I was younger, um, one of my uh, exes at the time, or my paramour, gave me a fantastic album of our year that we had been dating. So that the year, this album was like a scrapbook with photos. She had kept uh, uh, movie stubs. She had kept like everything. 
just little things throughout the year, and it was really touching. I still have it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're friends now. We're not dating. This was, that was a lot, many, many years ago, but I still have it as a sort of cherished object. So uh, gifts that are meaningful and that really kind of get to the heart of the relationship and show appreciation, it'll last mm-hmm. a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful memories that are preserved. Great. Yeah. So um, another way uh, to appreciate men is, in my opinion, um, because men are asked to do more lifting and carrying and more walking than women are asked to, um, they may be a little bit more um, stressed uh, physically. Mm -hmm. And Contraman talked about giving men a massage a foot massage is always good um, for someone who has been made to lift and carry. A back massage is always good. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a sexual massage. Um, it, it can just be gentle, as as Conjurman noted. If you want to have a sexual massage, there are some, um, and I'm just going to promote the fact that my company makes one called um, Lucky Swastika Penis Oil. And this is a secular oil of gladness, I guess, not from the Bible. And this calls upon the old um, Indian and um, other nation uh, swastika, uh, which Mm -hmm. is not the same as the Nazi Hakenkreuz, different thing. And and this is, uh, the swastika means a thousandfold health, and it really is represents the health of all and um, so it can be used to invigorate a man who is tired whether or not you're doing so sexually it's a very nice thing there's a there's a corresponding uh, lucky clover vulva oil but we don't need to get into that right now but I think most men can definitely use a a hand um, of gentleness laid upon them also Mm -hmm. um, there is men um, tend to be receptive to gifts of clothing, and mm. in the book Women's Work by Aura LaForest, mm-hmm. there is a whole page after page slew of ways to uh, make a man's uh, happiness more complete by washing his clothing um, mm-hmm. in uh, baths oils, whatever, herb packets that are good for strength, for character, for fidelity, for whatever it is you want your man to have. Um, Also, there is the possibility of um, making and crafting, sewing and knitting with prepared threads that have been, uh, with every crochet loop you make, you call your prayer. That's in Women's Work by Orella Forrest. All right. Thank you, Mama E. That was a wonderful Fantastic assortment of, of ideas, an interesting topic, one we've never addressed before. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for the transcription. Let's turn this over to Evan Lionheart, and he's going to bring us our client for the day. Absolutely. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman, and this week's special guest, Mama E. We'll be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. 
and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a, de- a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersofrootworkers.org and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk to our clients. Our client today is Dana, calling from 516 uh, in Brooklyn. <laughs> Excuse me. Dana, are you there? I'm right here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. And um, thank you for trusting us with your situation. It appears, as per your writing, you have not had a reading on the situation with either our host or our guest. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, so Dana writes, I, found a, I finally found a wonderful man that loves and respects me. We live together and talk about future plans of purchasing a home and having children, but I have doubts that his maturity and initiative don't match up with mine. Is there a spell to help something evolve, someone evolve and grow, excuse me, or am I expecting too much? Uh, I'm going to leave the astrological tidbit out because I know you're going to talk about this, Ms. Kat, so I'm going to turn it back over to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Hold on. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a question. I have um, two things here. One is... Um, um, the something about uh, oh, it's been changed. Okay, <laughs> oops. <laughs> all right. Um, so um, first of all, I, you did have uh, readings with us before about a toxic ex, and I'm really, really happy for you, Dana. Oh yeah, you were right found. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, sometimes it's hard to give people the bad news, but sometimes in the end it does work out better. We're not meant to live um, sadly. We're meant to live happily. So um, now you say you have doubts about his maturity and his initiative. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because you said here that you're a Pisces with Aquarius rising, Moon in Taurus. That's pretty firm. And he's an Aquarius. Um, how old is he compared to you? He's two years younger. I'm um, I'm 37, and he's uh, 35. Okay. All right. So you're all in. You're all in. You're well placed in your mid years. Um, he's an Aquarius. Aquarius has inherited not the worst of it, but the thing that went through all the Capricorns' lives and made messes. It, it's now somewhat in Aquarius. It's it's not the worst. It's not as bad as it was for the Capricorns. But right now there is some action in Aquarius that is not beneficial to Aquarians. And also your Aquarius rising um, mm-hmm. is having some of that. And your moon in Taurus is also having some of that. And we could get into all the astrological details. But we're just right now keeping our eyes on the, the mm-hmm. Taurus uh, Aquarius square and Uranus and Saturn. And it's just not so cool. So not good. So you're all going through a little stressy time right now. So I'm going to read um, the the cards, and then we're going to have Mama E do a reading, and then Contraman Ali, as our male, is going to give some root work for this 
man. Okay. And I'm going to answer one other question, too, before I do the reading. Um, sure. You have doubts, and you want to know if there is a spell to help someone evolve and grow, or are you expecting too much? Well, I can answer that without cards. Yes, there are spells to help someone mature and grow. That is absolutely the case. Pretty much anything you can imagine can be formulated into a secular or a religious spell. And uh, that is why magic is what it is, and that's why religion is what it is. But we're going to deal with folkloric magic. So card number one is interesting. It's the Page of Pentacles. So this is expressing some of the Taurian um, material here. Uh, Moon and Taurus. This shows a young person holding on to um, a coin that is dropped down from heaven and is resting on their fingers and the tips of their thumbs. They are they could be called a page, a young man, sometimes referred to as a princess or a young woman. This is a person who is still dragging one foot in the past and is turning to face the future. Behind them is a mountain, which is uh, earth. Um, in its um, emergent form, a forest, which is earth in its stable form, and a field, a plowed field, which is earth in its mutable or changeable form. And in the foreground, there are flowers, which is just the beauty of earth. This says, be gentle, be cautious. Do not grab this person and say, if he doesn't match my qualifications, it's over. Just don't puncture that little bubble because the bubble has been given to you it's very gentle it's very light treat it as the lightest soap bubble do not break it through over attempting to control be gentle be kind and if the person wishes to go release them gently if they wish to be yours they that the the coin will fall all the way into your hands. Now, the coin is money, and you did mention wanting to um, purchase a home and have children. This is, in fact, the kind of thing that is um, exemplary here. The next card, right after it, is the King of Pentacles. So this is a person who is a king. So he's now grown up. The page has grown up to be a king. And this person is facing right ahead, but not looking directly at us. Their eyes are averted and are looking at their gold coin. He's going to have some interest in how he presents himself to the world. There's a wall behind him, a very low wall, very low, and then behind that a castle. So this is a man who takes some time to let you into his interior thoughts. But he does want a castle, and he does want financial stability. He is willing to um, meet you, but there's a bit, there's this very slight shyness, and this king has to also be treated with respect and gentleness. He has a beautiful gown on or robe embroidered all over with grapes, and he's holding as a scepter something that looks quite a bit like a lollipop, and we always say, well, this man has a tendency toward weight gain or sugar, you know, maybe drink a little bit. Be cautious on that. But um, other than that, this guy is a prize catch, one of the handsomest men in the tarot card deck that I have, and certainly anybody's perfect husband, once you get past that little wall. And he lets you see past the wall. He's not trying to um, keep you out. The last card is the Ten of Cups. This is the card of the happy marriage with the two children and the house and the rainbow and the Ten Cups in the rainbow. Um, All my dreams fulfilled. 
This says, yes, you can do it. It will happen. If you treat him gently, you can have all your dreams fulfilled. It's a beautiful dream. It is not happening yet. They're on a stage. The backdrop with the rainbow and the and the little cottage are really part of the future, but it will happen. Good luck to you. I'm going to turn this well, over to Mama wonderful E. wonderful news. <laughs> yeah. Let's turn it over to Mama E. Hi, Dana. Um, I pulled, hi. hi. I pulled seven cards. And um, it was an interesting spread. It is an interesting spread. Um, at the top, I get the six of pentacles. And um, that is two people agreeing over a financial investment. So what this tells me is that he is willing and uh, wanting to also get the home that you want. He has the same dreams that you want. On the left of that, I get the three of pentacles, and that uh, to me indicates that he thinks that you are a wonderful person, and he sees all the uh, the wonderful attributes that you bring to the relationship. So he admires you. But on the right-hand side, I get the two of swords, and that is a little bit more about tension, the tension on the uh, on the relationship right now. Now, the center card that I got beneath that is the Eight of Pentacles, and that is like the apprenticeship card. And uh, to me, that indicates that although he seems to be a hard worker, because I get another card on the left-hand side, the Ten of Wands, he seems to be working a lot. And he feels Mm -hmm. like he needs to make better to prove his worth to you. So um, I don't think that it's lack of maturity. I think that he doesn't feel that he is at the same level as you, and he's trying to improve himself and show you how well he can do this. And on the right-hand side of the apprentice card, I got the six of ones, the victory card. So his dream is the same as yours, but he wants to be really, uh, to prove to you that he can do it. Now, the last card at the bottom, the Eight of Cups. And like Kat said earlier, don't um, cut him off uh, too quickly. Mm -hmm. Give him a chance. Talk to him about how he feels. Um, and Because I feel that he agrees with you, but for some reason, either his job or the amount of work that they give him, they have not valued his contribution enough that he feels he's at the same level as you are. So basically, he yeah. loves you, he wants what you want, just give him a chance, give him a break, you know, be patient. Uh, you know, the two years difference is not a big deal. But, you know, some people take longer to reach the same uh, place in life. So mm-hmm. I think you have a good one. Just, you know, be patient with him. And uh, like Kat says, there are spells that can be done. So one of those can probably help you. But be patient with him, like we said today about the men in our lives. Tell him you love mm-hmm. him and be patient with him. And that's mm-hmm. my reading. Okay. Thank you so All much. Right. That's- yeah, that's very interesting. And um, 
I I look at that and I say that you, you came up with some interesting information that he's not appreciated enough at work and that he will need that to mm-hmm. bolster him. So stand beside him on that. Both of us yeah. got pretty um, positive readings, and mm-hmm. um, and he does want it. His confidence may be that, that shyness and, and, and lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. You can build that up. Praise him. And um, as the song by the Exciter says, tell him. Tell him. <laughs> uh-huh. that song. Tell him mm-hmm. by the Exciters. Look it up on YouTube. It starts with the words, I know something. Oh, I know it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, you know that song, right? Okay. Now, we're going to um, go on to um, Contraman. He's going to tell us how to tell him. Yeah, I think you've had some wonderful, wonderful readings here. Uh, the only thing I'm going to add is that, um, in my experience, uh, Aquariuses are polar. They either grow up way too fast, you've got Aquariuses and they're, eight, you know, they're 18 and they act like they're 40 or 50, or they never grow up. <laughs> they sort of take forever to grow up. It's just the influence of Saturn. They have some funky con thing going on with them that's just common. They're either perpetually Peter Pan syndrome, um, and it takes a little bit for them to grow up, or they grow up really fast and they're old wise men. You know, or why very early on. My experience has been that after 35 tends to be the moment when they start to shift and things start to go in, in the right direction. So just bear that in mind. You could just be dealing with mm-hmm. a, one of those Aquarius that takes a little bit. So how do we move this along? How do we help to make this, uh, to manifest a little bit faster? We're going to work with the skull candle, but we're going to work very gently. I don't want, we're not working coercively. We're not going to push this person but I want you to take a white skull candle. You're going to carve out the bottom. You can use a sort of heated spoon and just kind of carve out the bottom and add into the bottom of it a bit of master root chips, some bay leaves, rose petals, and cuba berries. The master roots to grant both you and him mastery, bay leaves for clarity, uh, rose petals for love, cuba berries to keep the affection flowing. Then you're going to take the wax that you scooped out, just melt it a little bit, and cover that bottom again, make it nice and smooth. Now hold this white skull candle in your hand, peer into its eyes, and name it for him. You can use any sort of naming ceremony. You can be declarative. I name you so-and-so. What I tell you to think, you will think. And what I tell you to feel, you will feel. Or you can baptize it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I name you so-and-so. Whichever naming ceremony, but you want to create a link. If you have a bit of his hair, which you should, you should also include it with the herbs at the bottom. You can just put it in there as well. If you don't have his hair, that's a bit of a problem. You should see if you can get a hold of it. Put it down with the herb. That way it has now been fixed to be this person. You have created a link. Now, take a small pen. Something that you're going to use to inscribe. Some people don't like using a pen. It's small to handle. I have long, long fingers, so I tend not to use pens myself. I use uh, various clay inscribing tools. You can get these fantastic styluses from the Internet or whatnot, and I use that to inscribe. Very easy. It's just like a pen. But you can use a, you can use a pen if you'd like. You're going to start from the wick of the candle, and in a spiral moving in a spiral until you get all the way down to the bottom. You're going to write over and over again. You are ready to build a life together with blank. And that's where you're going to put your name. You are ready to build a life together 
your name over and over and over in a spiral from the top of the wick all the way down until this thing is nice and inscribed. Don't worry about the handwriting. You're putting the intention in with those actions. And say it over and over again as you are writing it. You are building this thought, planting it a seed in his mind. You're going to get John the Conqueror oil, love me oil, and stay with me oil. And you're going to anoint this skull candle. Get it nice and oiled up as you pray over and recite it. Set this facing yourself. Light the skull candle with prayers. By light of that skull candle, you are then going to take a four-inch, no more than a four-inch, a four-inch red candle, and you are going to inscribe onto that candle, mastery over your life. You're going to inscribe it onto that four-inch candle. Then you are going to anoint it with John the Conqueror oil and crucible of courage oil. Set this red candle right in front of that white skull candle so that the skull candle can look at the candle, at the red candle. Take the flame from the skull candle and light the red candle. Let the red burn down as the skull is watching it, letting that thought infuse into the skull candle. Once it's burned down, I want you to snuff out that skull candle, go to bed. The next day, you're going to light that skull candle again with prayers. Then, by light of this skull candle, you're going to take a pink four-inch candle and inscribe on it, Love me and be with me. Anoint it with love me oil and stay with me oil. Light it from the skull of light of this pink candle again in front of the skull candle by light of the flame that's already ongoing and let it burn down so that the skull candle can watch it. And on the third and final day after you've snuffed out that candle, you're going to do a final candle. On that third day, you're going to take a white four-inch candle, inscribe it, blessed and happy home and life. Blessed and happy home and life. Anoint it with home blessing oil and happy home, also known as peaceful home, oil. Again, set it in front of that white skull candle, light it by its flame, and let it all burn down. Take all the leftover wax and bury it in your front yard. This is to help him move forward, help him to build his courage, help him to see and appreciate the love for you, and to move in the direction of building a home and life with you. Make sure that the skull candle can see those candles. This is my recommendation. Let's see if we have anything further to add by my colleagues. Oh, thank wow. you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Multi-level. The only thing I might add is if you intend marriage to be about the, in this too, you might add marriage oil. Because uh, stay, oh, stay with me is kind of like, you know, let's shack up or, or let's marry or whatever. Let's live together. But marriage is specifically for marriage, so it won't hurt to add marriage oil to your mix. Wow. Yeah. All righty. Well, here we, here we go. Um, and um, as Evan said, if that don't work, not sure what will. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. All right. So here is our electronic rigmarole.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time to go to our free stall segment with Mama E of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Mama E. Thank you. And this is the long-awaited sugar jar jar spell to celebrate the men in your life. So get one small glass jar with a metal lid. It could be a recycled jar. It doesn't have to be a brand new one. Just clean it well. Have enough white sugar to fill the jar. You need a photo of the target or targets. Uh, about a three by three inches size. A bottle of Men's Power or High John the Conqueror oil. Red rose petals for love. White sage for purification. One small High John the Conqueror root for masculine strength. And three bay leaves for protection. On the back of the photo, write the 31st Psalm, verse 24, that says, Be strong and let your heart take courage. Write it three times, stat. Turn it clockwise, a quarter turn, and sign your name over it three times, stat. Use the oil you choose to dab the photo on each corner, and the center. Fold the photo three times towards you, rotating in a clockwise manner after each fold. Place the photo in the jar, add the rose petals and the white sage. Use the oil to dab the hygiene root and the three bay leaves. Add them to the jar. Fill up the jar with sugar. Set the glass jar on a small plate. Light a tea light on top of the lid and pray the same psalm you wrote on the petition, Be Strong and Let Your Heart Take Courage. And you can add your own words to the petition, like, you know, your love, uh, your wanted, uh, and uh, I wish the best, uh, you're a good man, and your family loves you. And you can let the candle burn until the end, and you can repeat this spell as often as you desire to help the men in your life get through the challenges and difficulties of daily living. So basically, you keep this little jar somewhere. Uh, I wouldn't, like, show it to him. I would keep it. I think this could be a secret spell that you do for your man. And, uh, you know, whenever you feel that he's, you know, not all mentally there or feeling depressed, you can light it again and pray on it again. 
And that's the little spell. It's a simple one, and but I think it will be very effective. That's beautiful. That's wonderful work. I love it. Very thoughtful. Yeah, it is very Thank practical. You. And I, um, I have to ask Nagashiva to come into my screen because someone did what sometimes happens. They sent me a private message. And due to my low vision, I am now trapped in a pocket dimension that I cannot escape. Thank you. <laughs> he just did it. I can't see. Um, I again, thanks, honey. You fixed it. Um, I my problem is, folks. If you send me private messages, it spews all over my screen. I have very low vision. I don't know where I am anymore, <laughs> and I'm I'm lost. Um, so. No, no offense, no problem. I just thank you. All right. So, um, yes, and Evan is going. It's the way the flash windows configured. Yes, Evan, that was a perfectly <laughs> technical explanation. My explanation is, <clears throat> and Onyx Rose says that happens to me too. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, um, we have a bit of time left. So I'm going to uh, talk just a little bit um, to wrap this up. Um, making uh, sugar spells, like Mama E mentioned, is a very old tradition. And um, one of the things that she said, you know, you don't necessarily have to show it to the person. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to mention that sugar spells are often done in such a way that they are operative for feeding and eating, but the person does not see and um, a couple of um, samples might be, and I'm just going to give you some ideas that might work for you. Many people like to use packeted sugar or, um, uh, you know, artificial sweeteners of various sorts or even stevia or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. You can, if you're very careful, open those packets and into them insert a little prayer or something and then you know, pad them up again and fill them again. It can be done. You have to steam them open to get the glue, if if you can find the right kind. Uh, Those can then go in, you know, with your other packets. Never serve them at table. Obviously, they'd open up and find the message. Another way is to uh, make such packets under the sugar bowl. If you have a sugar bowl which has a foot on it, you can um, cut a little felt disc and um, put the packet or the prayer or whatever underneath and then glue the felt disc under. Most people won't notice it. It'll just go, oh, it has a felt disc under it. You can even use adhesive tape or something of that nature. They'll think, oh, there was a slight crack in the sugar bowl. She taped it up, whatever. Most people don't wash their sugar bowls very frequently, so it's not that important. Um, There are other ways to do such a thing. For instance, if you have a honey... Um, pot. It has one of those little honey holders with a little honey spoon and it goes into the little holder and all that. You can put the thing under the holder. And uh, So there are many ways to put sugar and honey around the place so that the person feeds themselves the sugar or the honey and, um, and Nagashiva says unless they have ants. And in which case all bets are off. If you have ants, um, you're going to have to um, come up with something a little more clever. One way is to get 
honey that has crystallized, put your prayer or wish into amongst the crystals, and then use some of that and, and warm it to make it liquid and put it in your honey <laughs> thing. So it's another way to do it. There are many, many ways to treat sugar and honey spells that are secret. Okay. Um, oh, mm-hmm. and Cushion Joshua says, at which point, if you have ants, you have to tell your ants your prayer and ask them to carry it out into the universe for you. That's right. Ants will run all over the world <laughs> with your prayer. And so you can you can actually take some of the sugar and pour it to an anthill and say to the ants, take my prayer everywhere in the world. So everywhere my man goes, people will love and respect him. Good one. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's Thank turn you. this over to um, Evan Lionheart. And... Um, I'll tell you something. We better have Cousin Joshua on as a guest pretty soon. He's mm-hmm. he's more than our normal <laughs> chat room dude. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Let's take it away, um, Evan, and give us some announcements. Absolutely. Thank you, Ms. Cat and Conjure Man. And thank you, Mama Inc. of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. Join us next week for our uh, special guest, Angela Marie Horner, who will be bringing a topic to us along with her arrival. But uh, until then, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Work Hour was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forums.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Wall. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Okay, folks, it's time to buy your tickets for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. (laughs) Remember that. HoodooHeritageFestival.com. Get your tickets. You sign up early, you'll get the early bird special until June 21st. Follow us on Facebook and other places for teaser videos. You will get a goodie box with hundreds of dollars worth of stuff in it. Honestly, those who've been there know that. And you'll have 10 workshop lessons by the likes of us. It'll be wonderful. September 11th and 12th via Zoom. All right. That's it for this show. Good night. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night.